Hello, this is the Tommy Divine Podcast. It is Thursday, May 23rd. It is really early in the morning. Uh, I'm having trouble going to sleep. And I thought I'd pop on the pod, talk a little bit about college football. Oh boy. I honestly, right now, I'm so hyped for the season. I honestly can't wait. We look at week one of the college football season. First of all, let's take a look at week zero. Big game in Gainesville. Actually, no, this game's actually in Orlando. Miami, Florida versus the University of Florida, 24th of August. At Camping World Stadium in Orlando. Big game on ESPN. This will be a little appetizer for us college football fans. Week zero. It's going to be a little kind of litmus test to see where each program is. Miami not having a very good season last year. After on the heels of what was one of their best seasons in uh, recent history. Uh, Coming off last season was not very good. And uh, they want to come back and they want to prove themselves. Florida, on the other hand, is looking in the bright direction. Dan Mullen, of course, great hire. Um, they, they have something to say. They had a pretty big bull win in January. So I'm interested to see uh, what those two teams, uh, they, haven't, they haven't played in a while for the, for the canoe. I believe they, the, the rivalry is for the canoe. So uh, they'll be playing for that. I think the last time they played each other was like, I want to say 2011. I want to say, if I was doing my research correct, I think it was like 2011. I believe the last time these two played. But this time, it's like week zero, and it's like a big game on a week zero. This is probably like one of the biggest week zero games in a while. Because I know, before I was born, I know Keith Jackson, they used to do like a Meadowlands kickoff game like a week before the season. But that's like really long ago. Like really long ago. Some of you who are listening to this podcast probably don't even know who Keith Jackson is. But some of my uncles and some of my older uh, older people who've lived in that era that listen to this podcast, because I know there are, you know, my Uncle Jim, you know, a few other people of that nature, they probably know who Keith Jackson is. But Keith Jackson, they used to do like a Meadowlands kickoff game uh, the like week before week one. But, like, Miami versus Florida is a huge week zero game. Uh, I'm surprised they're not doing game day in Orlando for that, but they, they very well could. Um, that's usually the week where college game day does their studio preview show. So I wonder if they'll take it on the road this time for game day or not. We'll see. It's, it's yet to be seen. We haven't heard anything yet, so... And then you also have Arizona and Hawaii. So you got two games on that Saturday. So that's not that's not horrible. But then you start looking at the week one, official week one games. And uh, there's a good couple to choose from. I say on Thursday night, I think the best game you're going to have on Thursday, I, I've got three on Thursday for you. Clemson, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech coming right out of the gate. Paul Johnson offense, triple option, really dangerous. Kind of see if Clemson uh, is going to get caught off guard early in the season. 
especially week one. You never know. This is a good this is a good time for Georgia Tech to use the triple option, see if they can throw off Clemson. They'll get a chance real early in the season Thursday to do that. So that's going to be an interesting game. Uh, and then UCLA visiting Cincinnati. We are going to see the uh, arrival of uh, – oh, who was the uh, – oh, there's uh, – oh, my gosh. Sorry. It's, it's really early in the morning. Uh, oh, who was the uh, – Oh, my goodness. I feel so embarrassed because I know they had a quarterback go there. That was really good, I believe. Oh, man, I feel so stupid. Oh, my gosh. I feel dumb. I feel so stupid. Uh, let's see. I feel like I – know, I know they had a, a quarterback – Oh, my goodness. I feel so idiotic because I know UCLA. I thought they got a quarterback. But they'll travel to Cincinnati. I kind of am interested to see that game. Uh, Let's see what UCLA has in store for us. Chip Kelly, of course, coming back for for coaching. So it'll be interesting to see that game. And then uh, the Holy War is back. Utah versus BYU. That's a game we haven't seen in a while. Um, so it'll be nice to see those two teams meet again, especially the first Thursday of the season. That'll be fun. You look at Friday, usually this is the clunker day. There aren't really many good games. I think, like, Oklahoma State, Oregon State could be fun, kind of offensive shootout type, but I think Oklahoma State probably wipes the floor with them. Wisconsin's traveling to South Florida. That'll be kind of interesting. We usually don't see Wisconsin leave the state first week of the season. Colorado, Colorado State's usually pretty fun. Purdue going to Nevada, that's an interesting game. But most likely, it's not. It's probably like the worst day out of all the days. Uh, Saturday, we have some interesting games. Uh, let's see. I th- Northwestern Stanford, Battle of the Brainiacs. That should be interesting. Costello coming back for Stanford. Kind of interested to see how they can fare at Northwestern. I believe that game that game will be at Stanford, so they don't have to worry about the weird time change thing. Because a noon kickoff at Northwestern can be deadly for teams. Uh, Georgia-Vanderbilt, early SEC matchup we're getting first week. That's very interesting. Uh, Indiana State traveling to Kansas. Beware, the Sycamores could knock off the Kansas Jayhawks. That's very possible. I can see them beating Kansas. That's actually going to be my upset pick. If you can really count that as an upset pick, I'm taking Indiana State to beat Kansas. Uh, Let's see. Ole Miss-Memphis could be a fun shootout type of game. I like that. I feel like there's going to be a lot of points in that game. Alabama gets their annual sacrificial lamb as they play Duke. They will put uh, 55 points up on the board against Duke. This is going to be very bad. Tua, this is going to be the highlight reel for Tua. He's going to do some crazy stuff. They will absolutely abolish Duke. It's it's going to be done. This game's already over. Slap it in the books. It's done. 
South Carolina, North Carolina, you know, we all remember the Jay Davion clowny cramping up when it was 99 degrees. Yeah, we all remember that. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game. It's always a kind of a rivalry. So, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be fun to see what, what, what North Carolina's got in store for the Gamecocks. But this is always a fun, fun game to watch. Early ACC, Virginia Tech, Boston College could be fun. Weird kickoff time at 4 o'clock. That's a weird kickoff time. But I kind of like that game. That could be a fun one to watch early in the season. Florida State, Boise State's definitely on there. That'll be a fun one to watch. Boise State always stirring up the pot in the playoff. And we got to see Florida State because we don't really know what's going on with them. I know they still have Francois, you know, but is he the answer uh, for this Florida State team? They've been pretty pitiful uh, these past few uh, few years. They haven't really lived up to high expectations. So, you know, can they uh, can they bounce back here? But Boise State's going to be a tough test in week one. Kudos to them for scheduling Boise State uh, and going to Boise State. This is at Boise, so that should be Oh, wait, is that T-A-A, T-I-A-A Bank Field? Where is that? Is that is that Boise State? Is that the Boise State Field? No. What? That's weird. No, what? What's? Yeah, that's the blue turf, right? Yeah. Surely that's a home game for... No, it's in Jacksonville, Florida. What? Why is that game in Jacksonville? Oh man, that's gonna be that's gonna be kind of an easier game for Florida State than they don't even have to leave the state for that game. So that'll be interesting to watch. But Boise State, nonetheless, I'll give them a challenge. Virginia versus Pitt. Eh, Pitt'll probably win that one, I think. But I think the best game by far of Saturday is Auburn versus Oregon. Wow. I mean, we're we're getting a good matchup here. I'm ready to see Auburn attack. Uh, I think Stidham Stidham's going to be gone. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do, bounce back with Stidham. This is a good kind of test for both teams. I, I like this Pac-12 SEC. Uh, Oregon has a pretty good uh, offense coming back. Let's see. You know, they they beat up on Michigan State, beat UCLA. Didn't have a horrible year last year. Let's look back at their schedule. Okay. Let's see if they bring back here. They still got Herbert. Herbert's going to be a fun quarterback to watch this year too, by the way. He could win the Heisman. He's He's very fun to watch. That man's a fun quarterback to watch. I think Oregon could win that game. I think it'll be a fun, uh, fun, fun one to watch. It's definitely the big game of the day. Game day is going to be in Arlington for that one, so that that should be a fun matchup. Uh, as we as we loom closer to August, and then we got Houston and Oklahoma. That's the Sunday night game that ABC has implemented over the past few seasons. They decided to do a Sunday night game now, which. Houston, Oklahoma, I feel like they've had kind of a series recently. Uh, but for Houston, of course, this is always the big 
oh, we need to get a big-time program win so that we can boost ourselves possibly into a playoff spot. It's like one of those type games for Houston. Oklahoma getting Jalen Hurts is definitely going to help them. I think they have uh, <laughs> the advantage, obviously, here. Um, I'm not sure where, the, where this game is at. It's at, or, it's at Norman. So that's, that is going to be a tough game for Houston at Norman. I'm, I'm going to take Oklahoma on that one. And then, oh boy, ESPN Monday night, the Monday night Labor Day night game, which traditionally has either been really amazing or just really awful. And this game is truly awful. Notre Dame at Louisville. My God. I mean, what a worst possible game. I think Notre Dame blows Louisville out of the building. I think Louisville is trash. They are horrible. They were horrible last year. They're going to be horrible again. They're not good. Do not even try betting on this team. Please don't. Please, whatever you do. I mean, look, 0-8 last year. It's not going to get any better for Louisville. They're going to get smacked. I'm not, I will watch this game, but purely because it's on and it's Notre Dame, but it's not gonna be. Uh, it's not gonna be a fun one. I can almost tell you that right now. It will not be a fun game to watch. It will be pretty horrible, mainly because Notre Dame will smack them into oblivion. Ian Book will have a pretty great performance. Let's let's just say that. Let's just say he will have a really fun game. There will be no double. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't even know what I was going to say. But there will be no double doubting it. Notre Dame will win that game. And it, it, it could get ugly. It could get very ugly very fast. Happy Labor Day. That's, that's the last game to end the first weekend of college football. And then literally like two days later we're going to get more, which is crazy. So That's what you love about college football, man. It just brings the house. Every time. Anywho. But, uh, wow. I mean, I just... This stuff, you get so fixated on it. I mean, I just... I can't wait. I gotta be honest. It's it's one of those things that, like... It's May 23rd. And... I am so ready for football to be back in my life. It's not even funny. Like, we got Memorial Day this weekend. Then it kind of starts the countdown like, okay, we're like 95 or 94 days away from the season starting. Like, we are now, we've now eclipsed the 100-day mark, and we're now counting down. So, like, it's Memorial Day weekend this weekend. We got the Indy 500. Go Helio. Like, I'm excited for that. A lot of good movies coming out this summer. But really, if, if when you're a college football fan, you just it kind of it kind of the clock ticks a little bit because you're just like, oh man. It's like I hate the summer, but at the same time I love the summer. Like for being a college football fan, the summer is just horrible. Because it's close but yet so far. You know, and it's like, yeah, we get media days and all this stuff. And, you know, yeah, we get 
some preseason football, but like really, when it comes down to it, you just miss college football. It, you miss it. You really do. And uh, it's it's getting there. Like we're getting there. You know, it's 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 getting. It's kind of starting to start up a little bit. It's not as bad as like April, you know, or like March. But even March is like March madness, so it's not even that bad. But like, it really it really gets bad in like the middle of June and July when you're just, you know, it's hot outside. You'd rather be inside just watching a game. Nah, it's just I don't know. To me, I I ugh, I I thrive on it. I thrive on college football. But uh, yeah, I think this will be a very fun season. I think uh, we got some some pretty good Heisman quarterbacks, Heisman players, excuse me, Ian Book, Justin Herbert. I think Ellinger at Texas is pretty phenomenal. Just to name a few, Jake Fromm's back, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa. You know, I mean, we got a whole plethora of people to talk about in the Heisman race. Um, but really, what we all should be talking about is Notre Dame. Because I think Notre Dame can make strides this year. We all know it's probably going to be either Alabama or Clemson winning the title with Alabama playing Clemson. But I'll tell you this. Interesting stat that I was looking up the other day. Some people uh, have given me some feedback that I don't look, do any information while I do podcasts, I don't look up anything before I uh, before I go on the air, as they say, as I go on the podcasting world. Uh, well, I looked up this information, and I did my research on this one. Whenever, okay, so we've had Brian Kelly at Notre Dame since 2010, 2009, 2010. Every three years since he's been here. Every three years, we've had only one quarterback start the whole season. Every other year, there's been either two quarterbacks. Look it up. It, you know, 2010, it was like, I think it was like Tommy Reese, maybe. And then 2013, it was, here, I had it, had it the other day. Got a. Gotta find it here. <whistles> Gotta find my. Let's see. Sorry about the dead air. I gotta find the uh, the thing here. So I want to look it up because uh, it was very interesting. It it was almost like every three years. There's only one quarterback for Notre Dame. So, uh, let's see. Here we go. So, every three years, there's only one quarterback. So, 2010, I think, was uh, Brian Kelly's first year uh, at Notre Dame. Let Let me just double check that. So 2009. So 
the 2009 so the 2010 season was his first season he got hired December of 09 so 2010 would have been his first season so I was right so ever since 2010 okay so I was right so 2013 Tommy Reese was the only quarterback in 2010 2011 2012 there were at least two quarterbacks starting for Brian Kelly 2013 only one Tommy Reese in 2012, it was Reese and Everett Golson. In 2011, it was Dane Christ and Tommy Reese. And in 2010, it was Tommy Reese and Dane Christ. 2013, just Tommy Reese. Hear this. 2014, Everett Golson, Malik Zaire. 2015, Deshaun Kaiser, Malik Zaire. 2016, just Deshaun Kaiser. Every three years. It's just one quarterback every three years. So if you see the pattern, 2017, Wimbush and Book in 2017. 18, another year of Wimbush and Book. Now 2019, it's just going to be Ian Book. See the pattern? We get two quarterbacks kind of similar. They repeat each other. Then one takes over the third year. It's a nice little pattern we have with Brian Kelly. Ian Book's been there a few seasons now, knows the system, understands it. He is going to elevate the season, and he's going to do phenomenal. He learned from his mistakes in that game against Clemson. You just think there's got to be a time, if you're Notre Dame, where you sit down and you think, we keep doing horrible in these bowl games. I mean, just crapping the bed at every possible turn. Against Clemson in the Cotton Bowl. Against Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. These games we get, you know, they beat LSU in the Citrus Bowl. That was off some lucky calls. But these big bowl games they get into, these important ones, completely crap the bed. Just completely... Dookie all over themselves. They just act like they've never played football before. You know, I mean, Alabama National Championship. It goes all the way back to that. Even before that, it's just, I feel like every bowl game under Brian Kelly we've had, any big bowl game, we just seem to screw it up and, and, and lose terribly. You know, I'd really like to see uh, Brian Kelly's bowl record. Let's look at that real quick. So... Brian Kelly's bowl record, it, it's got to be a losing one, I got to say, right? So, let's see. So, he's been at, at, at Notre Dame for 10 years, which I can't believe. I can't believe he's already been there for like 10 years. It's unbelievable. So, he's 93 and 36. And in bowl games, he is four and five. He is four and five in bowl games. His first year in the 2010 season, they won the Sun Bowl. They lost the, the Champ Sports Bowl, and then they lost the BCS Championship. They won the Pinstripe in the Music City. Then they lost the Fiesta. Didn't make a bowl the following year. And then won the Citrus, and then lost the Cotton Bowl. So... In meaningless bowl games, they are 4-0. and 
in meaningful bowl games, they are 0-3. Scratch that, 0-4. Sorry, 0-4. In big bowl games, they are 0-4. He has not won a big bowl game at Notre Dame. You can't tell me the Sun Bowl is a big bowl game. It's it's middle range. It's not a horrible bowl game. It's not a big one, though. Music City Bowl? No. Pidget Ride Bowl? Hell no. He lost the Cotton Bowl. Citrus Bowl? No. Sorry. Nope. Lost the BCS title. Lost the Cotton. Lost the Fiesta. Not looking good if you're Brian Kelly. Regular season, he's fine. Comes to big bowl games, needs to get the monkey off his back. I'm sorry. Just needs to do it. And I think maybe this could be the year. You never know. I always believe in the Irish, but just feel like they always got that monkey on their back. That's all. But anyway, I will leave you with this. And uh, it's just a little podcast. I, I honestly will be talking more college football as time goes by. Um, I'll definitely be coming back with a little Spider-Man preview review type thing. That one comes out in June. I'll be definitely be doing a little movie podcast here this summer. Jeez, John Wick 3 already came out. We have John Wick 3, Toy Story 4, Spider-Man Far From Home. I mean, we have so many big movies this summer. Uh, Endgame just started it. Now we're going to get like our killing row here. I'm going to be just death, not death row, just a great row here of, of movies. Uh, Got to be honest, don't really know why they're making a Toy Story 4. Apparently it's going to be really emotional. I don't really know why they needed to make a Toy Story 4. I thought Toy Story 3 was just fine. Guess they want to make a Toy Story 4. Because everybody's telling me, oh, well, this is the end. Well, I thought after Toy Story 3 that was the end. So everybody's like, oh, they're going to make Toy Story 4. It's like, well, I thought 3 was the end. Like, that seemed to fit everybody. That was fine. I had my big emotional cry for Woody. Oh, now he's back. Oh, okay. Well, all that time I spent crying was pointless, so... Anyway, now apparently it's going to be really emotional. I don't know. Would I be surprised in seven years they say, oh, we're making a Toy Story 5? Well, I thought this was... Nah, yeah. I mean, it's all money, so. But very interesting. I'm I'm starting to hear the people come out of the woodwork here. Uh, Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, people like that coming out on Ellen and all this stuff. Saying it's very emotional. I'm still obviously going to see it. I mean, come on. I'm not I'm not a heartless bastard. But, I mean, it just gets to the point where, like, okay, Pixar, you can only pull my emotional heartstrings a few times. Not, not like Marvel, but anyway. Uh, I've also seen reviews of the new Aladdin. And, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to see that movie. Sorry, Will Smith is the blue genie. Maybe if it was 90s Will Smith, that could have worked. But today's Will Smith, no. Sorry. You know what movie kind of looks cool, though, to me that's going to come out this summer? The new Men in Black with Liam Neeson and Chris Hemsworth and uh, Tessa Thompson. 
The only reason I'm digging that is I kind of like Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth's uh, chemistry because they did Ragnarok together and they worked so well in Ragnarok together. And I don't know if that was by complete accident that they got put together again. But, like, I feel like that was perfect casting. I don't know if the movie itself is going to work. But Men in Black International, it looks kind of funny. Mainly because those two are together. Not because I'm really for another Men in Black movie. But if you get those two together, you never know. Anything can happen with those two. So that's a movie that's kind of looking like a guilty pleasure film for me. I don't know if I'm going to see it in theaters. I think that's going to be more of a HBO movie for me. But it doesn't look horrible. It looks semi. I just like when they play London Bridge in the trailer. That's kind of cool. Mainly because I'm a Fergie fan. But that's another summer blockbuster. I'm kind of anxious to see how people like. I, I don't know. I just, I thought, I'm like, ah, do we really need another Men in Black? You know, I don't know. But then you put them together, Hemsworth and Thompson, who we know have pretty good chemistry with Ragnarok. Do a little Marvel thing. I don't know. We'll see. But Aladdin does not look good. And I'm probably not going to see Aladdin. But you never know. And also, I want to say something. I know there are a lot of people that probably listen to my podcast who watch Game of Thrones. I'm going to give you a little message. Please do not come up in any conversation I have with anybody that listens to this. Please do not ask me, have I ever seen Game of Thrones? I'll tell you the answer. It's a big old N.O. I have not seen Game of Thrones. I'm never going to see Game of Thrones. Maybe when I'm old and retired, maybe. I will not watch Game of Thrones. Never. It's too complicated. It's too messy. I've heard too many things about it already. I will not dedicate my show. I I love so many shows. That is a show I don't even want to touch. It's too much stuff I heard that show that's just too much. Too confusing. Too much time. Too much everything in that show. Not doing it. Sorry. I am a Frasier, Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, old show, news radio. I'm, I am, uh, you know, uh, Cheers. I am that kind of person. I'm very old comedies and old stuff like that. Like, I'm very into my, my stuff like that. Um, I like other shows, obviously, like, not just comedies, but, like, to me, like, Larry Sanders, to me, that whole HBO, like, I love HBO. Don't get me wrong. I love HBO. When it comes to that Game of Thrones, I'm just not into the whole Dragons and Peter Dinklage, all that stuff. Love Peter Dinklage. I just, you know, Dragons and Incest and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. I just, to me, that doesn't sound great. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And then I hear all this stuff on Twitter. Oh, the series finale was horrible. That makes me want to watch it even less now. Because it's like, okay, well, if you think the season finale, or series finale was horrible, then why the hell would I want to watch the rest of the show? 
So, you know, it's eight seasons. I would have a hard time catching up. Not even worth it. I'd much rather watch uh, anything else on HBO. There's so many other good shows on HBO that really Game of Thrones, I mean, if people say it's the best show ever, then no. The Supreme... If if people think it's better than The Sopranos, they they don't know what television is. They don't know what HBO is because without The Sopranos, there is no Game of Thrones. There's just not. There's not. There's no Game of Thrones. Sorry, without The Wire, there's no Game of Thrones. That's probably the next HBO show I'm gonna watch is The Wire. But I am rewatching Frasier now on Netflix. So, you know. We'll see. But anyway, I thought I'd get that out of the way. I did not see the series finale of Game of Thrones. I will never. I don't care. I don't like Game of Thrones. Good night. Now, I will say, I know this kind of turned into like a college football to like movie and TV, but I will never watch Game of Thrones. Ever. So, just, just thought I'd put that out there. You know, I'm golfing now. I'm going to the Y. I'm I'm too, I'm get I'm getting too fit to good just watch Game of Thrones. You know, so anyway, be an American. Go watch The Sopranos. Go watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. What the hell are you watching? You know, a bunch of incest and a bunch of dragons and all this other crap. Anyway, <coughs> I'm Tommy Divine signing off for the Tommy Divine podcast. And I do hope you have a pleasant day and a pleasant everything. And uh, I'll see you guys soon.